beautiful people this is another special episode of the awakened so i told you guys i was going to be hitting you with more double up episodes a because i kind of feel bad for <laughs> um you know at the beginning of this year i was really let me not say inconsistent but i had more skipped weeks of content uh than i have at any other point um in the history of this podcast so um you know and in me revamping it wanting to to kind of refresh some things up and make uh, as I said in the in the one episode, is make the awakened soul more than just a podcast, but a platform, um, and a multi-region platform, multi-media platform, because we're on YouTube heavily. We're on, um, of course, your favorite podcasting app, but as well now, like getting ready to get into written blogs more, and Pinterest is going to be a big thing for that too. But you know, that's conversation for another day. We're here for a very specific reason for a very special episode of the Awakened Soul podcast. Um, we're going to be discussing without remorse, and this isn't going to be a super long or in-depth review. Uh, this is just going to be my thoughts on the film. Um, and you know, I feel like this was a film that I was super hyped about. So, and of course, off the top, for anyone who uh, doesn't know, when I do these film reviews, they're full spoilers. I'm not going to be breaking down the story overall. Um, but I may uh, mention some specifics from the movie. So if you want to go in completely unspoiled, you may want to go watch the movie. Come back, watch this later. All right. So with that being said, uh, let's get into the review for this one. So this is starring Michael B. Jordan. Um, it also has Jody uh, Turner Smith, uh, who was in Queen and Slim. Uh, Guy Pierce. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a really really good cast. And for those who don't know, this uh, character that Michael B. Jordan is playing is in other Tam Tom Clancy. Uh, films um and i don't have the list of ones that he was in right off the top of my head uh the character not michael b jordan's portrayal but this character and this is kind of a prequel of sorts to that character um so um yeah it's a, it's a prequel of sorts for that character and this is kind of uh where he gets he's been um portrayed uh, in clear and pre pre present danger by william defoe he was portrayed uh by lee schreiber in the sum of all fears um and so this is a movie that's it's been in like production in one stage or another on and off since um, 2012. Uh, initially, Tom Hardy was was going to be playing this character. Um, they decided to go with Michael B. Jordan, who I believe, to my to my knowledge, is the first black person um, to to uh, play this role. Um, and so, like I said, this is a uh, this is a character who's been in uh, uh, the Tam Tom Clancy Tom Clancy novels. God damn, I'm getting tongue tied. Uh, for for uh, quite a bit uh, of that series, he's in the Rainbow Six, and so um, this is like I said, it's a prequel of sorts to that character. And you know, um, and this film initially had me super excited by the by the first trailer, um, especially because Michael B. Jordan is one of my favorite uh, actors right now. Um, uh, since Fruitvale Station, um, and I wish I could say uh, since The Wire, but I didn't even like really, you know, know that was him until later on. But really, like when he popped up on my radar as this guy can act his ass off, um, probably honestly was even before Fruitvale Station because, um, damn, what's the name of that superhero movie? I can't remember now. Um, yeah, it was a superhero movie, uh, in which him and uh, three other kids they got superpowers. Why am I at a loss for what uh, the name of that movie is? And I really liked that movie. It was one of those found footage movies um, that I, I think was really good. And that's where Michael B. Jordan really stood out to me as an actor. Um, you know, he's had 
uh, movies that haven't been as good, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, it was Chronicle. That was the name of the movie. It was Chronicle. And that's where he really stood out to me. Uh, there was a, a sequence in that movie in which uh, they did like this uh, talent show. And like the way that he commanded that scene in the stage, I was like, this guy is a good actor. And then, of course, uh, late, the next year is when we got Fruitvale Station and he, amazing. And then, of course, we got the Creed series after that. So, um, again, so they had me hooked with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, being in this film. And so I wish I could say that that excitement stayed. And this film starts off really, really good. Um, Once, uh, and again, full spoilers, once his pregnant wife is murdered with their baby uh, still being inside of her, I thought that this movie was going to get taken to uh, the next level. We get a, a sequence where, you know, when he wakes up and he's out for this revenge and we get this, he sets this car on fire and gets it. And I'm like, this is badass. A little bit stupid. Uh, to get in the car after you set it on fire because it could blow up any minute with the gas in the car uh, igniting. But, you know, a great visual scene. I really think it was, it was going to kick off. He eventually goes to jail. We get this scene in him with him in jail. And in that scene, he like uh, how he takes the guards and he prepares to fight. And he's like, I'm going to break their neck if you come in here and everyone goes. I'm like, yes, we're about to get it. And that's ultimately what this movie is the problem. It feels like it's always about to go to another level and get taken to a place to where you're going to get nothing but great action. And every time it feels like it's about to ramp up, it slows down. We get another long conversation scene and it and then it starts ramping up. But it never really, I feel, gets ramped all Even the climax scene when they're in Russia, um, it just it never feels like it gets to the place where it ultimately could go. And unfortunately, um, Michael B. Jordan is one of these characters. I mean, in this movie, I really feel like this was probably the worst role I've ever seen Michael B. Jordan in. And I know people are saying that he was great because of the, like his, the physical action and the fighting he did great in. But I feel like even some of his line delivery in this, it didn't have the emotion that we're used to seeing from Michael B. Jordan. In my opinion, that's my opinion. People may feel differently. I know, um, you know, we a lot, a lot of us love Michael B. Jordan, but I can't excuse how wooden his acting is sometimes in this. And maybe maybe I was expecting too much. Uh, maybe that was the way that he wanted to portray the character as 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 more calculated. But even in the scenes where it's supposed to be these high emotional scenes, it just never felt it felt like a movie and a, and a role that just went by the numbers. And that's overall the issue that I have with this film It's just a by the numbers action film with nothing special in it. It has tropes from every other action movie and it never feels like it pays off. And the novel um, that this movie uh, is based on was written, I think, in the 90s and it was before a lot of the 90s action movies that use some of the tropes from this book. But even then, if you know that, if you know that if you're gonna adapt this book in this novel and you know that a lot of the things, because this film has come out so long after the novel, some of the things that were groundbreaking in that novel have already been done in film, possibly because people were inspired by the novel, you have to change something up or you have to try to take it to the next level. And ultimately, I think it never gets to that place and it's a detriment to the film overall. Um, it's just, it has some really nice action scenes, but it, it, it just felt like nothing special. And one of the people that I wanted to talk about is Jodie Turner-Smith. Um, this is an actress who was in Queen of Slim and at the time when Queen of Slim came out, and people were kind of coming down saying she wasn't the best actress. I defended her because I took it. Go back and listen to the review. It was on this podcast. I can't remember which episode, but I talked about it. I was so moved by that film 
at a time where I wasn't really talking about film anymore in the Awaken Soul, I talked about that movie and the vulnerability and, and everything. Like they talked about her acting in that movie being wooden and hard and stoic. And I had defended her portrayal saying that, that the character that she was portraying in Queen and Slim was supposed to be withdrawn, was supposed to be somebody who dealt with so much pain and trauma that she never quite opened up or she was so hardened by the world. But this movie kind of makes me backtrack on a lot of those comments that I made. And it really just seems now to me that she's just an actress who doesn't have very much range at all. And it hurts this film. In this film, we have a black male lead and a black woman lead. And this could have been a black action movie that sets up two new black action stars. When you look at like, um, like, and people have compared it to like Sanaya Lathan and Alien vs. I don't like that movie. I don't think Sanaya Lathan was bad in it. But that, to the contrary in this, like, we don't have that many black women action stars. Taraji P. Henson is one. She did great in what, Proud Mary. Um, and I felt like this could have been a, not a star making role, but this could have been one that put her in a different perspective in a different light in certain people's eyes. And it was wasted. The way that she delivers basically every line, it seems like she's half sleep. Even like the emotions on her face, she doesn't wear it at all. Or there's like several interactions between her and Michael B. Jordan's character that it's supposed to be some levity. It's supposed to, you're supposed to feel like they have this familiarity with one of each other and they look at each other as family and it never comes through. It just really, now on his side, especially this, there's a scene in the plane where he's like throwing stuff at her and asking if she doesn't trust him anymore and whatever. But her, her acting in this is so horrible that it really just took me out of the film and every scene that she was in. She gets a scene towards the end of the movie where she's in a fight one-on-one. -on -one, and I felt like it was supposed to be, like in the script, they probably thought it was going to be this rah-rah moment. And because we don't, I did not care about the character up until that point, it really just felt like, like, can we just get on with it? And then you have this conversation with her and Michael B. Jordan's character towards the end. And it just, none of this felt the way that I think that maybe they thought it was going to come off. And overall, what I want to say that, and the thing that hurts this movie overall to me is the script. It's a such a dry and non-logical, like some of the logic leaps that they make in this film are terrible. And, and like, don't get me wrong. Every film usually, unless it's like true to life, it has some logic jumps that they expect you to take for the purpose of the story. But in this, it's not for that. It's really just to get to one point to another. And like I said, for example, the conver the scene where Michael B. Jordan in the car, like he sets the car on fire, then sits down in the car with the guy and has a whole conversation. And to me, to me, I know that they wanted to portray him as somebody who didn't give a fuck if they lied, they lived or died. But this was the start of his payback mission. The start of him, of him wanting revenge. This was the very start of that. And he that car could have blown up at any time. For somebody who wants revenge for the death of their wife and child, it doesn't make any sense to put your life in jeopardy that soon in that in that type of era, uh, of era. It was a pretty scene. It was a beautiful scene visually, but it's a it's a scene that logically doesn't make any fucking sense. And it it's a it's a it's I can't give it credit for that. Um, there's also this thing that they want you to feel like or know that Michael B. Jordan's character is the strategist, right? And so by doing that, there's this scene with uh playing chess and like he just pops in on people playing chess and makes a move and is like checkmate. And then later on they pay that off in the film by him saying a pawn could never take a king. It's but it all feels like super jumps in logic. Even how the twist in this movie. 
So the twist in this movie, I said Guy Pierce was cast in this movie. Again, full spoilers. In the moment that you see Guy Pierce, you know that he's going to be the bad guy. That's just what Guy Pierce does. Um, and, and as you're building through the logic of this movie, it really, none of it makes any fucking sense. So Guy Pierce hired a Russian to come on American soil to kill this guy because he knew they, he knew that Michael B. Jordan's character would be able to kill the other Russians. They'll find the, the dead, uh, Russian military. They would then send Michael B. Jordan's unit over to then start a war and there would be American bodies found it there and got like. All of that is just too much happenstance. Because what if they did kill Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan almost died in that home invasion. And if that happened and he didn't take anyone out, they wouldn't have found any Russian bodies. There wouldn't have been a Cold War, war a Cold War started to help the economy like Guy Pierce's character ultimately wanted. Like I said, overall, this is a film to me that had so much promise, even with the bad script, right? We, I've said before on the Film Frequency, which is the, the, the film that, I mean, sorry, the podcast where we just review films on, I've said on the Film Frequency that dumb action movies have a place. Sometimes where you just want to turn your brain off, not worry about the logic, see amazing action scenes and battles and fights. This didn't even give you much of that. A lot of the fight scenes are so clouded and dark that you can't really see what's going on. And like I said, it's full of so many action movie tropes that it doesn't feel unique it doesn't hook it didn't hook me in um so overall like it's not a horrible movie i don't want to say that at all i just feel like ultimately this movie had a really good cast in michael b jordan jamie bell um before you know laura london's in this she's not in it much she plays his wife but before this movie i felt like jody turner smith could have been great in this movie um and and it just it just fails on so many levels uh, because of all that to me um now the reception for this movie on rotten tomatoes is 44 percent, and that feels about right to me um I've, i feel like it's a six out of ten and it's honestly probably sh like it, hearing my review probably sounds like i should rate it lower but it, it does have some great visuals i'm a very visual visual person you guys know i do short films so like cinematography is big for me there are some beautiful cinematography moments in this uh the action scenes aren't that good um, it's it wants to portray itself as this grit, gritty um, film with with great choreograph fight scenes. Didn't have that. Um, it just it it hovered in two different places. Either you want to be an espionage movie or you want to be an action movie. Now you can mill those two together, but I feel like this film doesn't do either one right. And you know if it was mixed together better, if they did both of them kind of equally well and well positively. Okay, then you can meld those two things together. But I feel like ultimately it doesn't do one or the other great or even good. It does it passable. That's what this is. It's ultimately a passable action movie starring one of my favorite actors out right now. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But I'd love to hear from you guys. What did you guys think about Without Remorse? Am I completely off my rocker? Did you enjoy it more than me? Like I said, just a quick review. Wanted to see what you guys felt about it. Um, that's it. This is a special episode. Like I said, I'm going to be dropping these in. I'm going to try to do one once a week. Uh, if there's not content, I'm not. I'm not going to force it. Um, but, you know, these special episodes are going to be place where I want to dig a little deeper on some stuff. Now, the thing that I want to talk about from this, right, is with actors, black actors in Hollywood. I've said this before. I feel like black actors in Hollywood don't get many bombs um, before they stop getting kind of the premiere roles. Um, now this is a Amazon prime release, so it's not like it's a, it's a theatrical run or anything like that, but.
But does this hurt Michael B. Jordan's career long term? Does it? Now, a lot of the reviews that I've seen have not faulted Michael B. Jordan, so more than likely, probably not. Um, now, this movie was planned to have a sequel. It was going to be a sequel uh, titled Rainbow Six. Does that still happen? I think that it probably does. And I think that they're like Michael B. Jordan playing this character could be a franchise. And there are some franchises where the first movie is kind of so-so and then they start knocking it out. Maybe they'll figure they'll figure out some of the things that went wrong on this one and make it a little bit better than the next one. I can I can see a sequel to this getting way better reviews from me and other people. Um, but let me know what you guys think about it. That's it. This has been a special episode of the Awakened Soul Podcast. Um, reviewing without remorse. Let me know what you guys think. Like I said, if you agree or disagree, you can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to send us a voicemail, I will play them on this podcast. You can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one podcast for the culture. I will see you lovely and beautiful. By the way, J. Cole announced a new motherfucking album, so you best believe, best believe the week after that one drops, I'm having a special episode on this podcast. So that may be the next special episode. Maybe we'll get something between now and then. So be on the lookout for that. But otherwise, I'm out this week. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.